This is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers, and we're glad to welcome you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm delighted to continue this work of Modern Homemakers, which began about 35 years ago, and we are still doing the same thing. I can't tell you how many people have said to me, you're still doing the same thing after 35 years? Didn't you get it right? Well, I think we did get it very, very right. We looked at a passage which is very familiar to any of you who have been in the church or read your Bible and gotten all the way back to the T's, First and Second Timothy and Titus. And Titus is a small book written by Paul to his mentee, son of his heart, Timothy, who Titus, I should say, who is in Crete and pastoring a church there. And Titus writes him and says, help, 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 help. Paul, I have a slew of older women, and their marriages are settled, and their children are grown, and their houses are in order. Remember what the world was like in those days. And what they're doing is every afternoon they have free time, and they sit around and gossip, 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 and drink wine, drink wine, drink wine. I remember the first time I read that, and I thought, some things never change. <laughs> I, because I would think of so many of my friends, the young women, who um, we just wanted a little time together. There never seemed to be enough time to get together. And we look forward to days when we would be older, never thinking until I came across this passage that I would ever get to the place where I would spend more time doing that than in some way serving, encouraging, doing the will of God. So what Paul writes back to Titus is found in the book of Titus, chapter 2, verses 3, 4, and 5. And I haven't read it in a while aloud, so I'm going to read it today. I can still go to the Bible I was using that many years ago and find it highlighted in yellow. He says, Likewise, Tell the older women, and here comes a list, girls, to be reverent in their behavior, not to be slanderers or slaves to drink, that they are to teach what is good so that they may encourage the young women to do love their husbands, love their children, to be self-controlled. I've stopped there and say, I... I've thought of this so many times, and I've said it many times in the years I've been teaching. If I were to say to a mother who is holding her infant child of one day old, honey, let, let's start some lessons right now about how to love your child. She would look at me thinking I was insane. Or if the bride whose wedding I'm attending in a couple of weeks, I stopped her in the aisle and said, you know, we, maybe we should do some lessons on how to really love your husband. Because at that moment, what does she say? I love him. I know him. We've said everything to each other. Blah, 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 blah. 
Well, you all know what happens. Those of you who are married, been married in a long time. First of all, the man I married to is not David Otto, the David Otto I married. I think he's about seven or ten different iterations since then. I happen to like this iteration a lot. So to teach them how to love their husbands and to love their children is an ongoing process. To be self-controlled, chaste, good managers of their household, kind, so that the word of God may not be discredited. And when I read those words, I see how many places it calls me as a woman. I'm not to be a slanderer. I'm not to be a slave to drink. I'm to teach what is good. I'm to encourage young women. I'm to be self-controlled and chaste and good managers of my house. Kind and not discrediting the word of God. That is a lifetime of habits. That's a lifetime of habits. And, and no one ever accomplishes it fully. But I'm challenging you, no matter how old you are or where you are, that this is what the call of God is on our lives as women. And if you're a married woman with two small children, then there's a young woman who's engaged or just married who needs you to help her do these things. And that cycle keeps going on and on. I mentor some women, young women who are in college. And I mentor, mentor some young women, they're young to me, who are 60 or 61 and have been married for a long time and are living with, I don't know, husband number six iteration. This is an ongoing work. Well, once I was teaching something about the tone in your home and how do you establish a tone in your home that's welcoming and loving and caring. We talked a few days ago about efficiency, but greater is the love. Well, it does have to have some efficiency, but the greater thing is the love. And I asked this question of the audience, are you a thermostat or a thermometer? And it had come to me while I was adjusting my own thermostat that that was a concept that we all live in. Neither, you could say, well, I would agree, because you are a woman, most likely a wife and a mother and an active woman. You probably have never thought of how you are either a thermostat or a thermometer, or why do you want to be? And once again, I have this idea because it was so practical. We have thermostats in our homes. A lot of them are automated these days, and they go up and down based on what you've plugged into it. But the task of a thermostat is to set the temperature in a room. The task of a thermometer is to register the temperature in the room. Isn't that what we do daily? We walk into a family situation, a work situation, and we make a choice. Will I register the climate or will I set the climate? You have a choice. The children at odds, do I get in the middle of their odds or do I reset the thermostat and calm them and bring them to a place of control? As a thermometer, we often go along with the crowd. Whatever everybody else is doing, it's okay with me. They're angry, I'm not getting into that. They're silent, I'm not going to try to change that. They're easygoing or they're in charge. And I'm not asking you to change it. I'm asking you 
to decide in your home, in your own life, when you wake up, when, what it, they used to say, on the wrong side of the bed, or you get out of bed on the wrong side of the bed. I'm not sure. I think I remember looking that up once, where that came from. But we've all gotten out of bed on the wrong side of the bed. Oh, you don't have to crawl back in and try it again. But you do have to say, I'm my own thermometer. I'm my own thermostat. I register that I got out of the bed on the wrong side. Now I'm turning the thermostat, assessing my situation, and changing the climate. You can do that. You are in charge of that. So it works in two ways. The first is the situation where you may offer an option of influence. The second is where you may be in charge and truly change the climate. As mothers of small children, you are in charge of changing that climate. But remember, when you come into a crying situation, listen to those tears. Are they mad tears? Are they sorry tears? Are they sad tears? Don't jump in and try to reset the thermostat without acknowledging what's going on and trying to help and solve it. When you're involved with other adults or working team, you truly have power to change your own thermostat and to reset your own tone as an influencer. But you don't have the power to walk into that meeting and say, here I am, I'm changing the temperature of this room. And there are a lot of situations you'd like to, but we cannot do that. When you are in charge, especially in child's rating, raising, especially in creating an atmosphere in your home, especially in creating an atmosphere when people come into your home, a welcoming atmosphere, a profoundly welcoming soul. You set that thermostat and set the climb. You have experienced this option thousands of times when you walk into chaos and loud voices and unreasonable behavior with your husband, with your friends, in your church, in your community, uh, during the COVID and during um, all of the marches. And uh, we drove by a couple of corners and went through a couple of neighborhoods that were just charged with angry marchers and people and signs and picketing. And I remember that sense of I can only be a thermometer here. I can't set the thermostat. I can register that this thermostat is angry and I need to recognize that and pay attention to what I do next. So as a thermostat, you can walk into the family room and set a tone of calm and peace and reconciliation. I think the most important part of that is recognizing knowing your people, knowing your tribe, knowing the look on your husband's face when he walks through the door, knowing your children when they are in their rooms and being quiet by themselves and what they're reading and what they're thinking. So I want to encourage you to use the example of Jesus in the boat with his disciples when the storms came and the boat nearly toppled, when they feared for their lives and wondered how this man Jesus could be asleep. Jesus woke and set the thermostat. He said, hush. He said to the seas, and they were calm, and the seas settled, and the men were calm. And Jesus had been given the authority by his Father, our God, to bring peace. And you say, Donna, I'm not Jesus. No, you're not. 
But I believe that you have been given the authority of God to bring peace to a hurting world, to be the daughter of light, to influence your family for the sake of Christ. So seize your authority and be a thermostat, a thermostat that will bring glory to God and honor to those you love. I'm Donna Otto, and this is Modern Homemakers. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it an uncommon day of recognizing how you need to adjust the thermostat.